0: دایی، یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدفقا خودداد عزیزی توی دربازه گل گل برگ ایران خودداد عزیزی باز هم توی درین گشت سرداراتمون به توی دربازه سرداراتمون گل به نمازمون به برای ایران بزنه گل گل توی Welcome back to another episode of Golbazan. I'm really excited to be joined by Arya and Pejman. Today we're going to talk, talk about the Iran-Hong Kong game. Iran 1-3-1. Talk about, you know, and also preview the game against Bahrain coming up. So, how you two doing? I'm good, thanks. Yeah,
1: good. Good see glad to be back on uh, Gold Bazaar. I just want to quickly just say um, thanks for all the support that we've been receiving the, these past few weeks. It's uh, much appreciated. Um, those that were present in the Twitter spaces for the Hong Kong game before and after the match, um, appreciate your time. And obviously that's really, uh, it seems like it's quite
0: successful. So we'll keep doing that um, for matches. And yeah. Yeah, you guys really seem to enjoy it. So that's something that we're definitely going to carry on doing both, you know, before the matches and also after the matches because yeah, you guys really enjoy them. So thanks so much for the support there. Also, while, while you're at it, subscribe to us on YouTube um the comment section on those are the best ways to kind of communicate with us kind of get the conversation going so thanks so much for for all of that support but i guess um let's go into the episode straight away guys because i'm i'm really keen to get the conversation going with this game obviously i think before we kind of talk about analysis it was a 3-1 victory your kind of thoughts on impeachment as a whole for the game yeah
2: one word and that's disappointment. All in all, I think it was a poor performance from Iran, a bit arrogant. And uh, it was struggling for me to even watch this game. Um, I'm just glad that Iran got the three points because that was how, in my opinion, how how bad the performance was. That, you know, we should be happy that Iran got the three points.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Arya, before I come to you, like the lineup that we had it was pretty much our our best team i would say like i mean we had we had pretty much like our, our best team i i don't really see any weaknesses there and obviously our subs were pretty strong as well so like obviously we got the three points as pejman said that's the most important thing but i don't know do you kind of share in the disappointment um look
1: you're right i mean obviously for this game uh, Purali ganji was injured so i think he would have started if he wasn't but other than that you know, yeah, the other surprise was was Vahid at left back, but Milad had a bit of an injury coming into the game. He came on at the second half. So other than that, it was not really surprising the, the lineup, the performance though. Um, although we won the game, we shouldn't be conceding a goal against Hong Kong. First and foremost, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous for me. Conceding a goal against Hong Kong uh, is ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. And then on top of that, the the first half performance. You know, I was saying in, in the Twitter space for those that were there, you know, I did feel like we we kept the ball well, which is obviously really good for, for possession stats and all that. But when you're playing against Hong Kong, you don't want to just keep possession. You want to be able to actually show your dominance on a team that's clearly weaker than you. Even if if they're sitting back and defending and they're flooding the, block, the box and not letting you know, p- passes into the, into the strikers, I understand that, that's what everyone's argument is, yeah, Osmond and Tarmy couldn't get the ball, but ultimately, they didn't, they didn't work hard enough, Osmond and Tarmy were too lazy, they're playing back heels to each other on the, on the six-yard box, what are you doing, like, why are you, why are you playing back heels, you know, there were so many opportunities for them to shoot, to get rebounds, Um to combine with the wingers, to, you know, Cori I mean, look at I mean, Cori performance just shows you that, they could have done better, his performance alone, showed that, people weren't trying, because he was the only one really trying, in my opinion, to, to make things happen, you know, Jam Bash coming into midfield, keeping the ball, it's not enough for me, it's not enough, against Hong Kong, You should be doing more, as far as I'm concerned, you know, um, I understand again. I, I do sympathise. The pitch was absolutely horrendous, and I do understand that that is difficult to play on. But I don't sympathise with players who don't work hard. You know, I don't care how good they are. You know, so yeah, I, I expected better.
0: I, I completely agree with you. This is this is where I kind of see it, is that we, the, as you said, this is pretty much our best team apart from uh, Ali Ganji. But I think this is the thing individually. Especially in the first half, I thought players were were, were not bad, so holzaleh was was pretty good. I thought uh Moharam, was actually quite good going going from fullback. He was attacking pretty well, but as a team, it was like these guys have never played before, like there were passes not being completed, you know simple passes communication there was a point where in the game in midfield, those three people kind of shouting for each other to get the ball. I can't remember who it was. I think it was, I can't remember which players it were. And then the Hong Kong player just stole the ball. I was like, this is such a farce. like how, how have we got to this point where, you know, this is, this is pretty much the same team more or less that, that we, that we've been playing for a long time. Like these, these people should be able to, and, and as well, a lot of them have been playing since youth level, they should be able to communicate with each other much better than this. It was, it was such a joke at that point. Like we were just losing the ball so easily. Yeah. I agree with you that, lack of
2: communication could be seen from from the TV. And what's more interesting, as you said, uh, it, was, it was probably the strongest team, and I think nobody really could say anything about uh, who should start and who shouldn't. Uh, I mean, I think we, we all agree that there was the the best players started. simple as that. But w- one thing that concerned me, and this is like, no matter what coach iran has, keros i mean it doesn't matter we we went back to to the same old habits when iran plays against weaker teams that usually park the bus and to be honest i don't think hong kong did it that much they tend to iran tend to yeah, get down in, in speed and and tempo So Iran, so so Hong Kong didn't have any problems to be honest to to defend. The only times Iran actually was able to do something, it was due to the lack of I would say experience from Hong Kong, and not that the Iranian players were too fast or that they couldn't uh, they couldn't manage the the Iranians. So uh, we've seen this in, in plenty of Iran games. Iran usually plays better against stronger opponents. But uh, that excuse, in my opinion, can no longer be used due to the quality of the Iran team. And uh, maybe everything would been been looking different if Iran had scored that early goal that was uh, coming. It looked like it was you know, coming an early goal in the first 10-15 minutes. Then maybe the players could uh, act a bit more Relax, trust each other, trust the plan, the system, the coach. So uh, I think it was really good that Iran had to play against Hong Kong and not Bahrain in the first game or even Iraq because against better opponents like Bahrain in Iraq who would have been more uh, ready, they would have punished Iran and that's due to Iran's Ignorance and not to the, the Iraqi or the Bahraini strings, because in my opinion, Iran has probably One of the best if not the best squads in entire Asia at the moment But we struggled against Hong Kong and that's why we are we are concerned that, that where is Iran at this moment Nobody knows and I think After the Bahrain game we know if they have learned their lesson on what they need to do and how they need to change everything. Uh, because as you, you said something uh, quite interesting, like they, they, they acted like they didn't know each other, they didn't play like, with each other. And that's that's kind of true. They, there haven't been a, a real camp uh, for Team LA in that matter. They have like two or three two trainings. They come from different parts of the world and they need some, some you know, uh, time to adjust, to relax. Some of those who actually, I didn't expect him to play. Uh, he came in like 24 hours before kickoff or something like that. So it, it's hard to to manage a team. I think that's maybe Dragon's Coach is the hardest uh, task at the moment. And I think against Bahrain, he needs to prove himself that he's the coach that the Federation expects him to be.
0: Yeah, I think if maybe 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 yeah, I was a bit too harsh because a lot of the a lot of the players obviously been playing around the world and they didn't have enough time. But at the same time, if I was Bahrain, I would I'd be looking at that game and saying, wow, we actually stand a really good chance of topping the table in the same group of as as Iran because like we're at home and we could really get we could get some vital points from them because all the sort of goals the, the three goals that we scored. They weren't really, apart from you could say the the Rolizade one to, to Ansari Fahd in the last goal, they were all kind of lucky ones or like they were just individual brilliance more so. It wasn't a team goal. It wasn't a, a chance created. I don't even think we've created a solid chance apart from the last goal. So that's that's the worrying aspect for me. What do you think? Yeah, you?
1: I think it, someone asked a very good question on, on, tw- on Twitter space. They asked a question regarding the midfield. You know, for me... I would agree that Saeed and Ahmad are two of our best midfielders, especially in this squad. Um, However, I'm not entirely sure if they work as a pairing the way that he, that Skocic wants them to. I think he was expecting one of them to be like a a more advanced player um, and one of them to sit back and defend, but they were quite narrow. They were, you know, they were staying quite close to each other and just playing passes and there was nothing, there was no penetrating runs, there were no penetrating, so nothing going forward. It's always sideways. So I think from that regard, uh, someone asked the question should we be playing a three man midfield? And I would say yes, because it, what happened was in the second half, I don't know if you all noticed, when Salman Rodus came on um, and Said actually went off, Ahmad went to, Ahmad Nourlai went to uh, defensive midfield. And I think he put, he also brought Milad Mahmadi on. He went to left back, and he had um, midfield three of Nurulahi, Quddus and Amiri, and Torabi was left wing, uh, Qureshi was right wing, and then just for a period of time, you know, there was a, what they obviously want one striker. But in fact, so uh, went off. I think um, I think Reza, he went to like right wing. I think it was like and So so you played a four three three. Was what I'm trying to say. And in that period, what happened was the midfielders of Hong Kong were more attracted to the middle of the pitch. And that opened up the wide areas. And that's when you saw Torabi take on his fullback and get the cross for Ansari Fard. So, you know, long story short, I do think that the way Skocic wants to play, it's better for him to have a midfield three because he, it's, it's much easier to to flood this the middle of the pitch and create... Um, more space in the wide areas but you know it's then it's the question of who plays you know um, are you going to put me as a left winger you know uh, if you play a 433 you'll have to do that you, or are you going to play a, a diamond midfield as he has been doing the last few friendlies uh you know you're going to play Goliso as a number 10 maybe Couto as like a number 8 you know yeah but then are you are you asking too much of your full backs you know, as to be like the, the wingers in the team. So for me, it's like he's he's kind of shot himself in the foot a little bit playing a four four two because I don't think he got what he wanted from the players um, uh, necessarily. So he'll have to do. He'll, I think you will either need to change it for the Bahrain game or he'll have to go with the same approach, but but make sure the players are taking risks. Because um, I felt they were too timid against Hong Kong. They weren't. They were too timid to take risks. And you can't. You can't do that. You can't be timid. You can't be shy. Um, you know. You have to be able to take risks and, and attack the game uh, as much as you can. Only Qureshade really did that the whole game. So for me, it, it goes back to the training pitch and what he wants to achieve against Bahrain.
0: It's quite interesting, the tactics, because, I mean, at the beginning, especially in the in the first half, uh, it seems as though the tactics was, as you said, but also with the fullbacks advancing very heavily. I felt like he he was really trying to overload the the wings with a lot of overlaps or underlaps. And it was yeah. working for a little bit, but I felt like Hong Kong really learned from that kind of and then packed the sort of defense. And then those kind of the fullbacks were nullified. And then from there, we we didn't really know what to do because I mean, if you looked at the game, the first sort of ten minutes was actually pretty positive. I was like, wow, this is, we're playing pretty well, I thought. Um, but I felt like Hong Kong really adapted pretty quickly to to the advancing fullbacks, and then we didn't really know what to do from there. I mean, they got wise to it. They got wise to that tactic.
1: You know, I understand what he was trying to do, Skorčič, but he very much, and I don't know if this is something that he worked on in, in the game or in the training ground. He very much said to his players, look, make sure you don't concede goals and make sure you score as much as you can. But ultimately, if you if you, <clears throat> if you take risks against Hong Kong, how many times are they going to score? I know they scored a goal against us, but how many times are they actually going to score the goal? You know, not much. You know, they're not going to go up the other end and finish all their chances off. So in my opinion, Skocic should have said to his players, look, don't worry about them counter countering you. Go out there, go out there and put your put the pressure on the game. Put your 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 foot on the on the on the accelerator and really put them under pressure. Because a lot of the time it's, it seemed like they were just ghosting through the game, and it almost seemed like Tarami, especially was looking for excuses. You know, the referee isn't giving me a penalty. Oh, the pitch is bad. Oh, this pass is too long. Oh, I can't run on this pitch; it's too warm. Listen, man, get your get your hands out your pockets, man, and just start playing. Like I just found it so annoying how like you can just you can just tell he wanted to have an excuse for everything that went wrong in the game. And for a guy of his quality, it really annoys me to to see that attitude. Um, I don't know if anyone else saw it, but
0: personally, I just thought he was very negative throughout the whole game. We've, we've obviously talked quite negatively about performances, individual performances and team performances, but did you kind of see any pros? Did you see any positives that we can take out of that game? Obviously, again, we got the three points. That's the most important thing. But yeah, did you see any positives that we can take? Um,
2: yeah, that we still have our super sub in Karim I'm sorry, far. He's a decent goals scorer. And that we have a strong bench, you know, the players that came in. Were, were did their impact and show the coach that you know they want to play from start the next game. To be honest, I also was quite surprised by Moharami. I know he's a good player. It's not that, but he he's been injured a lot this season and he hasn't played that much. So so playing him from start was was a maybe a risk or maybe uh, trying to rest Mirad Mohammadli. I don't know, but uh, he did okay. I think he he deserves to be in the talks about who should start uh, on that side. Uh, And I do believe that Saeed Zaptoloi is a man that always should start. He he got a nice touch uh, and he's been playing constantly in Denmark, which is really important for his career and at this moment. Uh, So yeah, I think individually uh, there were some, some hot takes, but as you said, as a team I think Iran uh, needs to do better, but but yeah, individually I think uh, there were some good uh, good players against Hong Kong.
0: Did you kind of what did you see Arreola in terms of I guess tactically? I feel like this might be a quite uh, quite a good learning curve for both the team and the, and, and Skosic, as to what works, what doesn't work. He also learns like the strength of the players. Do you feel like tactically this was like probably a good step? from a for learning perspective uh as a as a team.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the third formation he's played um for Iran. He's played a diamond midfield, he's played a back three, and now he's played a four four two. So he's played a lot of formations. He's kind of um adapted it here and there. Um and it could be useful for him going forward, should he stay on as national team head coach um obviously you want you want to find your best team you want to find your best tactic your best formation uh, as as quickly as you can um that's one of the reasons why again i don't want to be too critical of scotchage because he is he's a young coach you know by all means and and i know he's not coached a national team before and he hasn't really done anything wrong up till now he's actually been fine you know, more than really what we need just now as a national team coach. However, I will say that, as I said before, I don't think he he quite understands what it means to be a national team coach. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just don't think he quite understands it yet because there's so much more to just having adaptable tactics. You have to be able to actually implement them correctly for the match. You know, I think he just wants to show that he's got a variety of skills as a coach, and that's all good. But you need to then go and implement it the right way. Like, you know, you played a four four two against Hong Kong. It didn't really work, and he had to go back to the four three three. You know, and for me, it's like that's a bit worrying. If it doesn't work against Hong Kong, is it going to work against Bahrain? You know, so that's a bit worrying for me. Is he, is he is he still a club coach? That's my kind of question. I don't really know if he's got the sort of uh, I, don't, I don't want to use a bad word but i don't think he has the balls to go out there and really show what he's made of as a coach i think he's still trying to just prove himself to, to the iranian fans
0: what do you think went wrong i know you spoke spoke about it a bit before Arya, but like specifically with the tactics what what should he have done better like because obviously if hong kong as we saw they were literally putting 10 men behind the ball they had one striker up front Poor guy was like, obviously he was there for the counter attacks, but whenever he got the ball, he was crowded out by the midfielders and centre backs. So like, there was no point of him being there really. But when when Iran and it's quite rare that Iran faces that. Usually we're on the opposite end. We're actually defending that that way. What do you kind of do in that instance? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't
1: wanna I don't wanna go on for ages. I know people listening to this and like, okay, Arya, shut up. But it's just the case of look, um, how many sideways passes did we actually play? played a million. A million sideways passes. There's no need for it. And, I, and I, like, I understand you. all you want to do is win the game. You don't want to lose it. You're not going to lose against Hong Kong. right? Even if you're playing a League 2 side, they'll still beat Hong Kong. I'm, 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 I'm saying that with all due respect. So, in my opinion, there's no tactics involved in this game. Just go on and be a bit more positive. Like, stop just trying to keep the ball. There's no need for it. I understand you don't want to lo- you don't want to lose your energy. There's a game against Bahrain coming up, but they didn't show enough, and ultimately they conceded the goal. You know, and um, like tactically, there's nothing I can really add to that because it's it's a it's a home game against Hong Kong. How are you gonna how are you gonna be like extra tactical against Hong Kong? There's nothing you can do. You just need to go win the game. But the it's the mentality of the players they're too negative, and the question is. Is that the coach's fault? Is he saying to them, you know, I want you to be a bit more negative in your approach? Not that, but I want you to be keeping the ball a bit more rather than being too aggressive in the attacking, uh, you know, in the final third. Is that the case? I don't know. Were the players too nervous? Possibly. But whatever it was, I just felt they were too lazy in the final third.
0: You know, Osmond Taremi, for me, just far too lazy. I felt like as well that a lot of, the, especially the midfielders, they were kind of taking too many touches of the ball. When when they used to, when they receive the ball, they would take one touch obviously to control, then another touch just to kind of see what's around them, then maybe a, a third touch, and then they would pass it. And it's like you need to you need to do like first time or second time passes, uh, just to move the ball quickly to get a bit of space uh, in behind the Hong Kong defence. But we were just holding on the ball onto the ball for too long. We weren't moving it fast enough. So Pejman. We're going to move on to the Bahrain game now. Um, what needs to change for for the Bahrain game? This is way more important, the Bahrain game. They're, obviously, they're a lot stronger than than Hong Kong. They're at home, which is probably... Well, I don't know how vital it is, but they, they are stronger than Hong Kong for sure. What needs to change?
2: Um, that's a good question. I think they need to... First of all, they're actually playing on, on the better... Pitch, which can be useful for Iran, to be honest. Um, but what needs to be changed? I would say that the the speed of the Iranians is should be much much more faster. Uh, I think they should, even if they want to control the game and like uh, be very tactical, they should go for that early goal because a draw would favor probably. Uh, Bahrain more than it will favor Iran, because then if we, were, we go to the, as we say in, in Persian, Agar or Amma, what ifs, and we don't want that. Uh, a win against Bahrain will make Iran's journey to the next stage uh, a bit more easier. Still not certain, but at least easier. Uh, so an early goal um, will put Bahrain in a situation where they need to attack where they need to open up, there will be some spaces maybe behind the, the, the back four. Uh, the time-wasting that they're famous for will probably not be used. Well, they won't have any, any use for that. But And, and that's the, the, the scenario. And let's say that it doesn't happen. It, it's like zero-zero until like the, the 60th or 70th minute. Then it's really important for the coach. To, to bring his A game, and that's what K-Rosh was a, a master, in my opinion. Uh, like the the difference between the first and second half of if Iran didn't have a good first half was vital. You could you could see that Iran was a different team, and they did uh, they changed the tactics of the systems or the players that that made Iran get that three points. And I think. Uh, Scottish does have that, those abilities to at least have those players to, to change games. So if Iran is not able to to do something with the original game plan, uh, then the substitutions will, will be very crucial and important for Iran to change whatever needs to be changed and make sure that they, they get those chances to score and hopefully actually win the game so yeah that, that's my answer
0: i think this is a must win game personally i know i know you mentioned that we can maybe drop points or maybe but i mean we could still qualify it will be a lot harder but i i feel like this is a must win game i i if we don't win it i i will struggle to see us actually like qualifying especially with the with the rule with, no, with north korea dropping out i'd love if one of you guys could explain that maybe towards the end of the episode because i don't quite understand it i feel like some other people might not understand it but aria i guess with with the lineup against Hong Kong, how do you kind of see the lineup changing or staying the same? What tactics are going to change for this game against Bahrain? Obviously, their playing style is completely different to Hong Kong. So how do you see it? How do you see the lineup changing? Um,
1: I don't see it changing much, to be honest. I, I think Pr- Ganji will come back in for sure. Um, you know, the goal the goal we considered against Hong Kong, you could say it was probably Khalil Zadeh's fault. Um, but I don't really think he'll be taken out the team i think maybe can will. um i don't know if minod mahamadi will start i kind of actually liked how vai played against hong kong i think he will start left back again um i'd be surprised if he isn't starting there and other than that i don't really see any other changes unless he brings in hoi safi you know s on carlos um other than that I, I don't think any lineup changes i think the formation was fine it's just the attitude of the players can you get them to be a bit more positive? Uh, however against Bahrain it's very important that we don't concede any goals. Um, you know we can't afford to put ourselves in a situation where we have to come back into the game um, because you know if that happens, I just don't see it happen. I don't I don't see us being able to get back in. The good thing is we're going to be playing on a better pitch this time. Uh, so that'll be in our favor a little bit more because we'll be able to play some football for once uh, and then on top of that I think you know we need to get players like Khorinz at the end of the game we need to see Sadar Osmond and Tarami uh, do much much better than they did against Hong Kong um, and that's it you know go out there and win the game you've got one job to do it's one of the biggest games of, of Iranian national teams uh, this kind of era that we're bringing up under Skocic you know so we have to go out there and and prove it and yeah I mean let's see what happens one thing I really want to just quickly point out I'm happy with the national team doing well and performing but on top of everything on the pitch off the pitch we need to do better Uh, me and Pejuan were speaking about it about the the commentary by Chiawani it's not good enough it's not good enough like and I understand that he's one of the most popular guys in in Iran for comment for commentary, but it's just not good enough. As, as well, yeah, for, people, for
0: people who don't know, do you mind just explaining it a bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, I let Pejman explain. He he was the one. I, I was listening to it. I was watching the game in the Hong Kong Chinese commentary, so <laughs>
0: it wasn't really Yeah, well. I, I was too. So I was listening so, to it in Chinese. So, you you
1: <laughs> t- you tell us why he was so awful. Yeah,
2: and, and I will say it very short. First of all, I mean, Hjabani. Uh, he i think he wants to be like the 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 people's voice you know the guy on the street the the or, or the girl you know watching home and talking directly to the t v no. he wants to be that guy, and at the same time he wants to be like a, a, a supporter for for the natural team and it's always hard to be too biased when you're a, a commentator. Of course, I mean, if you're the Iranian, uh, Iranian commentator in an Iran game, you, you, you tend to uh, maybe have some support for for the national team, but as a commentator, you, you have to be more professional when you speak, you have to know when not to speak as well. Why your team in the World Cup, no? And. Uh, in my opinion, Hirabani always have had this problem of not speaking, not talking about relevant stuff or saying stuff that's really, really obvious, that makes things annoying. It's like, you know, uh, in, in radio, you, you can't be quiet, you know, at least not for long. And he thinks maybe like this is radio. So when, he, when there's like there's nothing happening and he wants to talk about something, he, he just over-explains the situation or whatever's happening. It, it becomes like like a uh, it becomes like a comedy, but more like a tragedy, to be honest. And uh, I remember <laughs> one of the things he said in one game. He was like, I don't know, this was way back. It was like in Persian. Yeah, the game is two two, a dr- which is a draw. Both teams have scored two goals each. You know, he keeps talking like that all the time. And he kills the game because he's so biased. He, he, re, he doesn't see the game for what it actually is. Or well, it takes much, much, much longer time for him to admit that maybe something isn't good enough. And, he, and that's also disrespectful against Hong Kong or whoever Iran is playing against, you know, even if Iran have a bad history against Bahrain, we need to be professional as you know, uh, as supporters or at least as media needs to be professional in that matter because that that's their their job, you know, their job isn't to, to be cheerleaders. We have that already. Their job isn't to yeah. be supporters.
1: I mean, so I mean, we've we Listen several. to Chinese
2: or or, or Arabic commentators if he's talking this time
1: i mean we, we've criticized him a lot you know and i remember one time he, he was doing a video it was like a, a little segment on his show but on carlos Caro saying something about iranians being poor or wh- whatever it was and it just starts to cry I'm, i'm, I'm like you're a grown man like I, I understand you want to defend your country but it's embarrassing. Like he knows deep down that k never said anything like that or the, or it was taken out of context, but because he wants to seem like he wants to be, you know, the Gary Lineker of Iranian football for him, he thinks he has to go over and beyond um, in his approach to commentary. For me and I'm not, I'm not saying I don't know him as a as a individual. I'm not speaking towards his character, but for me, it just seems pathetic, absolutely pathetic. You have an opportunity to, to to broadcast football to 80 million people, potentially even more than that, and you're doing it as if it's um it's a joke. You know, it's not good enough. So I don't know. I don't know what we'll see happen in the future. It's the Same goes for like people like Misari you know and again i don't want to be too critical of people that i don't know personally but it's just not good enough like I, you know we we try to do our best on gold Bazan. you know we don't make it this is completely non-profit and I'm, I'm not trying to you know um uh you know, make our our platform seem like we we're amazing we're not know at all but at least you know we do our best i don't think they do their
0: best as far as i'm concerned so okay thanks guys i think we'll let's wrap it back to the iran bahrain game um just so we can like wrap up the episode firstly how important is this game and secondly what are your predictions for for the game i'll start with you pejman
2: this is iran's most important game since the semi-final in asian cup 2019 in my opinion if iran doesn't win this game it means Iran will miss uh, the World Cup 2022, 20, 100%. And that's a waste of talent for this amazing squad that we actually have. We have so much good players that some players that, like, uh, with OID and Sayad those young players, uh, maybe they, they can be in the squad, in the World Cup squad, next year but if we can't manage to beat Bahrain we have put ourselves in a situation there where we have to beat two teams that we lost against last year so if Iran doesn't manage to, to change that and become victorious then we have a big problem because a lot of good players that will probably get more European eyes on them will get lost and uh, we will see um, uh, a decline in Iranian football because we need that Euro- European, uh, the, the international shine. And I say Iran wins six zero. I just want to say that <laughs>
1: six zero. Okay. What about you, Arya? Jeez. Give me whatever you've eaten today, Page One. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, I think we'll, we'll win the game. Uh, I do think we can win the game. I think because I, I I feel like Bahrain will be will try and attack the game more than Hong Kong did, and I think Sardar and, and me will have more space in that final third. Um, I think we'll win the game two one. I think we'll concede a goal. I just don't think we have the defence we had under Kirosh. But I think we can easily win the game if if Skocic uh, really wants to see his team attack, you know, uh, because we have to, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, So, yeah, no, I think we can win the game 2 1.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think 2 1 for me as well. I feel like we will concede a goal. I feel like it will be 1-1 for a long time, um, until maybe the 75th or 80th minute where we score maybe a header from a corner or something. I feel like, yeah, because from the Hong Kong game, we didn't create many chances, so I feel like it will probably be dragged out until the final few minutes, uh, until we get our goal. But yeah, it'll probably be an exciting watch. I I wanna ask you guys quickly, if Iran loses or draws this game, what does that mean like do do we still have a chance of qualifying just so people know what's the kind of rule with the north korea thing dropping out like with with the with the second or third place how does that work basically should i tell it yeah you can
2: yeah. you can tell oh, uh, i
0: know as well but
2: yeah. i will send because i like your scottish accent
1: <laughs> well um in the groups um the sorting um mechanism that they're using is very much Goal difference. So if they do uh, have level points, then it goes to goal difference, and then it goes to goals four and then it goes to head to head. So um, if Iran finish second out of I think it's eight group I think it's out of eight or nine groups, only the top five second place teams go up, and also the first place teams and all the first place teams. So what will happen is um, they'll go up. And I think three or four will be left behind. Now that all that all comes down to goal difference, because a lot of them will have, well, a lot of them will have the same amount of points. Um, th- what's happened is now, though, North Korea have pulled out from the competition, which means that um, all the teams that finish fourth, their goal difference will now be stripped away for the teams that they're they played against so Iran f- scored fourteen goals against Cambodia if Iran, by the way this is only if Iran finished second if they finish first obviously they go straight up if they finish second and Cambodia finished fourth which they probably will in that scenario fifth 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 sorry if they finish if Cambodia finished fifth and um Iran finished second in that scenario fourteen goals will be taken away from Iran. And the goal difference will be added from these games that are playing just now. So, um, literally, it could be very little. Um, so, And even
2: more goals, probably, because Iran will play against Hong Kong uh, come Cambod- out on Friday. Yeah, so. so
1: there'll be more goals taken away from them. Uh, this is why it was a big shame we didn't score more against Hong Kong. This is why I was quite upset, because three goals... Actually, we only get two goals now, because they scored a goal. So, it's really little, um you know so it's a big big problem for us i think we're actually on minus one goal difference now if i'm not mistaken that,
0: uh that's because the cambodia goal difference basically is wiped out completely because wiped, and obviously out. We
1: actually we'd be lower in minus one be much lower because we obviously conceded like four goals against uh, i can't remember I, I don't know we'll be less than minus one I'm, I'm sure about that uh so basically um long story short um it's a bit of a mess. It's a bit of a mess, Sino. So, you know. so I hope I explained it right. I don't know. Did I mess anything up, Bejman? Uh, I think you're wrong
2: about the minus one at the moment. But that, that doesn't matter. Uh, that if Iran draws the game, they have to win against Cambodia, which they will. And they also have to win against Iraq. That's, that's the last game of the, of the group.
1: And the fact that, that, I mean, just very quickly, I know we're going to finish, but, but the fact that we're even saying all this, maybe, maybe was, a draw against Iraq. I, I mean, we that. have another round of qualifiers to go. We might even face Japan and Australia and South Korea. Like, for goodness sake, man, this team need to get their fingers out because it's not good enough. It really isn't good enough. Like, this is, I mean, like, there's a, there's a quote on, on Twitter from Erfan. Um, one of our followers and he, you know it was like when Kiros joined Iran 80 million people were afraid of losing to Bahrain like now we're afraid of losing to Bahrain again it's crazy how we've gone so back, backwards over like a couple
0: of years what makes it, what in, makes in it worse All defense, that players are better now <laughs> that makes it worse yeah
2: in, in all defense you know uh, we can't blame Wilmots but I do believe that Iran got the toughest opponents possible um from part two and three like that that group a is like syria china philippines though i think none of those teams will have an easy uh, games against iraq and iraq and bahrain will probably be favorites in in that group you know Uh, and iran as well so all those three teams in my opinion are much better than these three teams and if I'm not mistaken they're better than Syria in my opinion I think they're better than China and they're better than Maldives and um, I'm not
0: uh, looking for excuses I'm just saying how it is before we move on to fan questions Aria remind remind people when the game is Uh, the game's on Monday Um, it's
1: at 5.30pm UK time (laughs) So, yeah, fan questions. There's one from Conscious Flesh. He asks, were there any tactical or organizational improvements this match compared to the match versus Hong Kong when Will Motts was in charge? It's a good question, actually. Yeah, I don't want to dwell on it too much. It was a long time ago. But uh, I was saying this before, on the again, on the Twitter space, that the last game we played against Hong Kong, that was actually Deja Gaz' last game for the national team. It was actually Jahan Baksh's last game for the national team as well, before this last Hong Kong game. So, um, you know, the, we, we didn't have Khori Zadeh, we didn't have Muharrami, we didn't have Khalil Zadeh, Taareem, he was injured in that game, if you remember. If you, remember. Um, you know, we had a lot of players missing from that game. And obviously, we didn't have like Di and all these kind of players on the bench. So definitely better as a squad and the selection of players but tactically I mean I don't I didn't see much of a difference to be honest. I thought I thought we were I thought we were worse if I'm honest with you in this game than we were in,
0: in Hong Kong. But um
1: yeah that's that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um we can go next next fan question. Yeah
1: yeah next fan question uh there's one here should obiz at the start no, I would I wouldn't say so. I think Bear and Man should start personally.
0: Just like, yeah, I mean we've talked about it a lot before. They're both top quality goalkeepers. Um, I mean they, they can I, both I, they can both I start either
1: way. Yeah, I mean I don't have an I don't have a complaint either way. Should we switch to a four three three? I would say I would say potentially, but I don't know if and me playing out wide is the right thing to do anymore. I don't think he has the pace for it like he used to have, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say. I I don't really know. I'm not the national team head coach. All I know is we need to go out there and win the game. <laughs> that's all I care about, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care how we play
0: or how we set up. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I I'd like to see um Osmond and Taremi playing yeah. together as as strikers, not yeah. not Taremi going on the wing. As for the actual combination of them, how it would work, because I felt like obviously like they struggled to get the ball uh, against Hong Kong game. So yeah, I think that kind of needs to be ironed out as to how they can work best together, whether one drops a bit further down or one goes into the box more one. I don't know. Like they need to, they need to refine that because I feel like they're both obviously top quality strikers, probably like top 20 or top 30 in Europe. Like I feel like we forget how how good they are sometimes. Uh, We need to make them, you know, play together, like in the best way. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, sweet. I think we can wrap up there. Um so if you did make it this far, thank you so much for listening. Uh take a little photo of or screenshot of you listening to the episode. I know I've seen quite a few of those especially from Erafan, Uh taking photos with hormesabzi and listening to golbazan, the best combo out there. So if you if you're listening uh on YouTube or or like SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere, um obviously subscribe to us while you're there but also take a screenshot or a photo and we'll, we'll retweet it on our twitter um at gold so yeah that's it from me thank you so much Arya and pejman and we'll catch you in the next episode thanks everyone do, 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 do.
1: hello everyone my name is saeed Zatoli, and you're listening to the gold Bezan podcast